Hey, yeah. Hey, you talking to yourself? Uh huh. You, you hear it? Can I can I join? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your day, man? Uh, except ah! for the fact that I've been getting my ass kicked and comp pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you deserve it using that Aaron tail. I'm using my hunter. It's not going so well. Oh wow, you're trash. Why are you? Why are you using that? Why? Why are you using a hunter? Why? Trying to diversify. I was gonna use the same word, Adam. Wow. Shut the. Shut up. <laughs> I'm a loser, I dude. Used anything besides my warlock probably since uh, I don't even know somewhere around January. I'm trying to diversify. Trying to diversify. Yeah, man. It's been a while since I played my titan. Titan. You know what I'm saying? So how's your day, man? How's your week? Long. Long? Yeah. Why so long? Talk to me, baby. Why so long? Class. Another another, you know, we have stuff and then we have a test on Monday. Oh, man, dude. You say test. I'm going to throw up. Man, a test? Man. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, dude. Oh, Oh, whatever. Look. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, Brian. Hello. What? Brian joined us? I don't think he was coming. Hey, man. Brian. Bri- hey, Brian. Bro, what? You sound really low. What? What? No, I'm being real quiet. Y'all are talking. I'm being real quiet. Man, shut your mouth, Brian. Let us finish, man. Anyway. Right, I'm logging out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks Log for logging to Destiny. Hey, thanks for joining the podcast. <laughs> Hey, so how you been, Brian? What's good with you, bro? Anything new? Come on, what you doing, bro? Okay, cool. Nice talk. Good. What? Uh, just chilling. Oh, you're cutting out, man. What is what's wrong with you? Excited about. I don't. Um. I don't know t- why. Here, this should be better. I'm going to LTE. Yeah, that's it. Whatever. Yeah, you must be stuck on that Wi-Fi. Yeah, I had to reset it, and it cut out for, like, several hours, and ever since I reset it, it's just been, like, dookie, just horrible. <laughs> dookie, dookie butt? Yeah, straight butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah, booty meat. <laughs> Basically. The lean kind. The, ooh, yeah, get, ooh. I'm sorry, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to reset. Uh, you got to come back? Hey, guys, welcome to the podcast. No, I got it. You Works got it? good. You Gucci yeah. man, Gucci man, Gucci man, Gucci man. Speaking of uh, which, tonight, tonight, right now, Gucci man is on stage in Atlanta with Three Six Mafia and DMX. Wow, Three Six Mafia is still a thing. Dude, Dang, they are, no, they aren't a thing. They just came back to do like a thing with Gucci man. I thought they died. <laughs> oh, I think they like they got yeah, that TikTok hologram. Wait, no, I'm thinking about Bone Thugs and Harmony. Wow, not even close. <laughs> no, but Three Three Six, uh, I think they stopped. Like they're not a together anymore but yeah it's rick ross dmx wu-tang oh three six i'm like jeez i'm a boss i'm a boss hey remember that song i'm a boss i was listening to earlier today they were playing uh because i was working the football game today and they started blasting flocka i'm like oh yo yo you know you know straight up uh like flocka's uh 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 uh, deaf interpreter, uh, like you know, like a language interpreter. So, oh, I can't. What's the, what, I can't even think. What, what's the, what's it actually called? Someone who interprets 
sound with sign language, right? Okay, the sign language, the, the interpreter. Oh well, yes. he, he has signing. a he has a lady he has signing. He has he has a lady for that, and she looks so hype just doing it like during the concerts. Oh, it's and she's hot too. My gosh, I would totally. Well, anyway, uh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> resurrect her ghost. I know. Hello. Anything new going on with you, Adam? I mean, dang. Besides classes and uh, yeah, classes and um, yeah. I mean, classes. what else? Classes. Mm, classes. <laughs> Did you watch the new Caleb City? Any both of y'all? The newest one? I'm going to kick you. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not. I have oh, not. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, it's good. if you if you let the alarm go off, I'm going to kick you. <laughs> oh, excuse me. All right, so. We're going to get started on this podcast. Hey, but look, before, actually, well, I'm just going to start off with the intro because that just makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, let's look for it. I, I still didn't study this, so I got to do it again. Okay. Hey, Guardians. Welcome to the 45th episode. <laughs> this is so <laughs> lame. <laughs> wow. Oh, so I, actually have a, I, have a, I actually have a script, and I put it, wrote it down, and I actually read it every time. Do you ever wonder why it sounds so fluid? Does it sound like it's an ad read? Kind of. No comment. Well, me undies in there. Adam, I want you to speak your mind, dude. You're not going to hurt my feelings, dude. Just stop. <laughs> Adam, speak freely. It's free speech podcast. I will forever hold my peace before I speak freely to you. Why? Yeah. Hey. That actually hurts me a lot. I held your daughter. Okay, we bonded. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. Does he know that? Were you in his house? He, he does. That. What? <laughs> he came over to my house and we bonded together. Yeah, it was like three in the morning. I was holding your daughter. And he's not as tall <laughs> as I thought he was going to be. I didn't have to look up to him like my tree at my mama's house. Okay. Oh no, he's pretty tall to me. How tall are you, Brian? Mm, I'm five nine. I'm five nine too. So what? That's not, he's, I thought he was, I thought he looked tall. Shut up, Brian. I beat you up. Anyway, hey Guardians. About to log I'm doing the intro. Hey Guardians. This is happening. Adam, you gonna say? Adam, I just want to squeeze your little cheeks. I just want squeeze them. Squeeze them and never let go. I just want to come on down to Rhode Island. Just, man. Co- just come on back when you make your second trip, okay? And spend the night, okay? Spend the night, all right? Bring a sleeping bag, okay? You hear me? I'll think about it. What do you think about it? This video, actually, well, you're gonna, you're gonna suffer, dude, because I don't have, I only got one Xbox. Um. Anyway, all right. So, hey, Guardians, welcome to the 45th episode of the Orbs for Days podcast. I'm your host. Wayne 01193, and we have our amazing co host here, Adam and Hi. Brian. Hello, welcome, yo, yeah, well, welcome back to the show, and thank you very much for returning. For our new and recurring guest, you can find and continue to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor, and many more. If you guys like to play games other than Destiny, you're in luck because we also have an additional show called EBD Podcast where we talk about everything but destiny so if that interests you come on by and uh, before we get today's today's topics this is something i actually really wanted to do uh uh, for a while actually well this is something i wanted to do for a couple of weeks and uh this has been weighing on my heart i guess for a while because uh you know you guys ever have like a passion or something that you guys enjoy doing but you kind of just don't know why you're doing it or what derived that passion in the first place 
Well, when it comes to, uh, this is me being serious right now. So for the listeners and for you guys, this is me being serious. Um, I've, I've been playing video games since I was a kid and uh, I, I've never thought I would take it this far. I've never thought I'd, you know, have so many friendships. I never thought I'd start a podcast, you know, create content, all those kind of things. And um, I think it's very important that we understand why we do what we do so you can support, you know, uh, the content. Um, Because let's be honest, um, this podcast has a lot of issues and a lot of work could be done and it could be better. But people still decide to come in. Right. And I would ask myself the question, why would I listen to me? Would I listen to me? Why, why, Why should people care that I'm doing a podcast? Why should people care that I do, you know, different content? Why? And that's a very uh, prevalent question uh, to ask yourself all the time because, you know, we all want to have some sort of purpose, you know, in life. We all want to have a reason why we do something, right, even if it's something small. And uh, today I want to share with you guys, and this is going to be like a ritualistic thing I want to share with, uh, you know, with, with our uh, listeners uh, every single time, every single week we do a podcast. So I'm basically going to explain my why or the reason or the reasoning or belief why uh, in, in my gaming career, I guess if that makes any sense, why I do games and why I'm doing the podcast. So my first reason why is to build a community of like-minded individuals, a sense of belonging, right? And you think about it, uh, actually not. So that's my first why, okay, is to build a community of like-minded individuals and, and you know, kind of build a sense of belonging. Number two, I want to invoke the like-minded passion out of others. So sometimes a lot of people don't even really know uh, why they do what they do. And all it takes sometimes is one person to kind of express their beliefs openly and very clearly. And it resonates with people. And that's why they want to join or they want to listen or just be a part of it. And the third why or reason or belief is to provide temporary bliss for those that view and listen to my content. That's it. When it comes to the video game stuff, okay? Um, when it comes to just doing video games, those are my reasons why I do what I do. Because let's be honest, at the end of the day, you guys can go listen to other podcasts because there's podcasts that are doing the same thing that I'm doing, but better, right? As a matter of fact, that came after them. You know, I, I, my podcast was inspired by the podcast before us today, right? Um, the, uh, what's, the, what's, the, uh, what's it called? The Destiny Community Podcast, DCP. I love that podcast. I love the Twitter questions. I love Briar. I love Miss 5000 Watts, Pope Bear, all those other guys. They, um, they really inspired me to just get out there and discuss what I wanted to do. But I never really understood why I uh, wanted to do what I wanted to do. So I had to really sit down and think uh, of the reason and belief why I do what we do. And that's the reason why I know I'm, I'm doing this is so people can uh, resonate with my belief. If you guys resonate and, uh, and can relate and have that same kind of passion like I do, you'll, you'll come back, right? Because um, you think about it, right? Uh, and I guess this goes for you two guys in the party. You think about it, Destiny is a prime example, right? Why do we keep coming back to Destiny? I've always wanted to know why I come back to this game. It's the same content. You know, sometimes there's no replayability. This game already has a lot of issues. This game feels like we're constantly being in beta testing, but we keep coming back. Why do we keep coming back? It's because we believe in Bungie's belief. We resonate with their why. You know, and as corny as it sounds, right, um, they want, they created this game to, uh, uh, you know, not only, not only, they not only wanted to create cool content, but they wanted to uh, create a community where people can actually create relationships and, you know, live out their fantasy through their character and also create relationships, you know, while doing that. And through that, I mean, you know, when you build strong relationships and you play a good game, usually 
you know, you, you get long lasting friendships, but you still, you know, stick to the game, you know, thick and thin. And you think about it, there's other games that are better than destiny or just as good. And it's not the same thing. I, I've had experiences where I had games that were great, fantastic, but um, you know, the culture that's like, that's why, for example, call of duty. That's why I believe call of duty has a huge following. Oh, excuse me. But their loyalty. Um, well, I mean, I'm I, I, th- I think their loyalty is, uh, I don't think their loyalty for, for Call of Duty fans is very strong. I know that maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's not true. Maybe that's a controversial statement. But when it comes to Call of Duty, people just play Call of Duty just for the PvP, and that's it. Because when you think about it, when you go to a, a, a lobby of, a, of, of Call of Duty players, it is not good. You're best off hitting the mute button. It's just so bad. But for Destiny, it's, just, it's, it's a really friendly community. The culture is, uh, is, is just very inviting and competitive i mean but it's the internet so you're gonna obviously find your bad apples but they usually weed themselves out and you know they usually end up leaving or maybe they have their own separate little group but uh i just I want this know, sh- man i find a lot of people who love teabagging me yeah but teabagging that's that's a <laughs> minor thing like on before they used to bug me when i was like really into the game and competitive but i find teabagging hilarious actually it's it's hilarious to me i get it, it's like a diss but i mean yes and no who knows I mean, it's all, it all depends on how you take it, right? Not, you know, don't take that out of context. But uh, yeah, my own teammate bagged me earlier. Actually, I was I was watching I was going through my Twitch videos. Remember, I sent you the one uh, from the old archives where I was using Touch and Malice, and that one dude just like teabagged me and teabagged you, and then uh, I forgot it was we were playing on that uh, one map. Uh, I'm not being very vague here, but do you remember the the video? I, actually, it was a day where I sent like a bunch of videos from archives. Uh, from Twitch, oh, it's not the cut. It's not yeah. the it's not the come drop one, but it's the other one. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Anyway, okay. So uh, let's get into today's topics. Okay, so uh, I figured I would, you know, explain all that real quick, and hopefully the listeners, and of course even you guys, Brian and Adam, you guys know where I stand in this, why I do what I do, um, in terms of the gaming industry, because I want to be better at it, but um. Yeah, you have an understanding why. I'm, I'm assuming you guys stick along because you guys are more of the builders. You know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, you guys have an understanding. Because I look to you guys for advice or, you know, maybe how or suggestions if I should do things differently. And I do appreciate that because, you know, I guess pa- our passion and a dream without any structure is just a fantasy. You know what I mean? It never goes anywhere. And you guys actually helped me, you know, bring it to life, believe it or not. So a lot of the projects, you know, that, I, that happen to come out, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be possible without you guys it will be i mean even if it was possible it'd be a lot harder to you know come through or you know put out so i do appreciate it you know what i mean so thank you for that yeah no problem okay all right so uh i guess well before we even dive into our topics you're just going to hear a word from our sponsor anchor so we will be right back hey 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 in your head, in your head, zombie, 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 hey, 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 in your head. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, Adam? Welcome back, buddy. Who's in it? What's up, man? What? What were you saying? Nah, I'm good. Bro, why don't you just say, bro, just say what's on your mind, dude. No one's losing it. 
I'm not losing it. You, okay, I got a question for you, Adam. All jokes aside, how come you choose to keep your peace sometimes? When I, even when someone's asking for it, like me? I don't know. Because sometimes it's more fun. What, to keep me in suspense? Yeah. You know the song Zombie? Uh, or no, I think, it's, I think it's called Zombie. Let me know if this rings a bell. In your head, in your head, Zombie. Zombie, zombie, hey, hey, I don't hey. know if it's actually zombies, what they're saying, though. They're, they are saying zombie. They are saying zombie. Look it up, dude. Look it up. But yes, I know the song. Yeah, yeah. They're they're saying zombie. It's kind of like that one song. Um, uh, uh, Who's Brian? Uh, Brian to believe. Like, I, I, I gave him the invitation. Let me see if I can see. He was here for the first couple minutes. <laughs> The intro, and then he's like, all right, I'm out. Hold on. Give me a second. I'm going to send him another invite, like a private one, like a direct one. Hold on. Let me see. Brian. Orbs for days. Click. All right. I sent it to him. I don't know. But anyway, we're going to move on. Um, so while we're still here, uh, for the new listeners, uh, or just as a reminder for everyone. Oh, there we go. Hey, Brian was good, dude. That's weird. Okay, I'm back. Hey, man, it's all good. Hey, you sound a lot better now, too. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. Oh, Adam. sweet. Okay. And I'm going to hit you really hard. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I just love you too much, Adam. I, can, I can't. I, I, don't, I don't know how to express how much. So I just want to hit. I just want to harm you. Anyway. Okay. So uh, for, the, for the new listeners, and I guess just for a reminder for the recurring listeners, um, the new release date for New Light and Shadow Keep is October 1st and the new raid which is called the Garden of, which is called the Garden of Salvation will be available October 5th, okay? All right, so uh, Brian and Adam, you guys probably don't even remember this, but I sent you guys a video regarding the execution mechanics. Just a little quick insight on them and how they're going to work and you know how they can benefit you and the team. Did you guys watch that video? Yes. I'm assuming Brian did not. Exactly. Yeah, you're too, you're too, you're too good for us. All right. So the execution mechanics and our thoughts in general. So we could just talk honestly. So Brian, look, since you really didn't, you probably don't recall seeing it. I mean, what are your thoughts on just executions uh, coming into Destiny? What do you thought? What do you, what are your thoughts? It's, it's nice. It, it reminds me of uh, uh, what Halo did. Those uh, little execution finishing things come back into uh, Halo. No, I think that was in Halo. No, that was was that Reach? I think it was Reach. Uh, maybe yeah. Right. I think so. It, it just reminds me of that, and I loved it. It's always cool when you get that satisfying. You know, it's a little different than just the meleeing someone. Mm. So, you know, something funny. Oh, they, they were called assassinations, I think. Or, That's what or, 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 or hit them from behind. Or finishers, maybe. Oh, wait, you mean from, yeah. from Halo? Sorry, my fault. Yeah, from Halo. But now I don't know. I, I love it. I, um, it's something different. It's a different mechanic, Dude. and Bungie's already done it before, and it was fun. So. Do it again, shoot. Dude, it's a content creator's dream, dude. Like, well, or I guess a machinima person's dream. I'm, I'm going to have so much fun with that, with my hut off. And the, the, it reminds me of Doom, actually. I talked to Adam about this, but if you watch gameplay of Doom, and when, it, when they, like one of the demons are about to die, they start glowing, and you can execute them. I don't know. I, I, mm-hmm. but I, just, I don't know which Doom you're referring to, but the original okay. one that I played on PC, you could not. Okay, yeah. We're, this is something that's, uh, you know, and, and okay. Yeah, we're not talking about that. We're talking about one that was in three-dimensional, okay, not 2D, okay? Obviously, I'm not talking about with 2D. I know they came out with 2D, and that one, yeah, we're not talking about that one. Uh, 
I'm so, which I'm very surprised as a Doom fan. I'm surprised you don't keep up on that stuff. Are you a Doom fan? Not really. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> the original on PC, probably when I, I don't think my parents knew because I was like probably like eight when I was playing that. I stand corrected. Then never mind. But... Are you are you a pro gun dude? Yeah, I own three. Awesome. Okay. I just wanted to ask that question because it's completely in the military. Completely irrelevant. You know, he could. Can you imagine how ironic that would be? <laughs> oh, ooh, 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 I can't do firearms. Mm-mm. He just stays in the kitchen. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, hey, you saw. Well, I don't know if you saw, but there's the movie. Uh, I didn't talk about. Oh, the heck! I didn't talk about Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't like guns. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know like, how uh, accurate the movie actually is, but it's based on a true story. If there actually was a guy, apparently, it's toned down because, like, he saved like seventy something people. They're like, uh, they what people's not going to buy that on screen. So apparently, they like straight up toned it down for the movie because it was like, but yeah, yeah he was he too badass. Touch again for real life, uh, did it, but did he have touch of malice though? Exactly, he didn't have it. No, uh, and had, neither will uh, you ever. Hand of God. Wait, wait, Adam, what? <laughs> what? What'd you say, Adam? He had the hand of God. Oh, that's awesome. Anyway, all right, so uh, execution mechanics. All right, so I'm super excited about it, man. But Adam, I'm going to let you take it away, and then I'll discuss what I think. So go ahead. So I actually think they're gimmicky. So you got to be kidding me. Why are you always talking I, down? Uh, okay. <laughs> Let me hear this. <laughs> PVE, I think they're great, especially with some of the abilities. I do think that after a while, it's going to get boring because it doesn't like there's probably only a handful of them, and so it's going to be like just kind of get annoying after a while. But I do think they're cool, especially um, well. And some of it I was a little bit confused, and I don't know if that was included with the artifacts. If like the artifact is like tied into that, where some of the finishes are based on what mod you had on your artifact, and like maybe I'm mixing things up, but I thought that's what the video was saying. Where there's somewhere you can get like, oh, you do a finish with a certain thing activated, and you get every, like drop a heavy brick at the cost of uh, like half your super or whatever. Yeah. Like, no. like, so that's something again. That stuff's cool. I think it's gonna be much cooler in PVE than PVP. Um, I, but I guess I don't know how they work. So I guess the one thing in Halo with them was, well, one, you punch people in the back of the head in Halo, they die one shot regardless, right back. And the yeah. downside of holding the button, because at least in Halo you had to just hold down the melee button, was that it took several seconds to do the move. And in the meantime, you were not invul- like invincible. So you could actually get killed while you were doing it. And in fact, a teammate could or like the other team could kill you before you actually kill them. And so then save you or save their teammate from being killed. Ex- executed, right. So, I mean, again, depending on how they bring it about. And since we don't have one hit melees, well, I mean, I guess there are a couple, you know, like the whole folder charge and everything. But in general, most melees are not a single hit. Right. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they play out. And if it's one of those where that has like, is it going to be a single hit if you do it, even if they are have full health, or like how they kind of bring it about? Because okay. yeah, they could be helpful, but yeah, okay. it just depends on the execution of it. Right now, I'm just like, mm, it's going to take like three seconds to get your kill, and I'm going to die in the process. Okay, so uh, to shed some light on your first 
statement talking about uh, and not really share how they come about. Well, uh, everyone will get uh, their executions or their finishers um, when October 1st comes. So, uh, I mean, I don't think there's anything special you have to do to obtain them. I think they just you'll, you'll be able to have them. That's um, not what I meant, but. Okay, well, I mean, you were, you were asking about the mods too, right? Like, uh, how do they work? I mean, do you do, do you have like the um, the artifact? In order for you to do the finisher, do you have to have an artifact or whatever? Well, I guess I think am I am I am I am I am I, uh, am I right about that? Is that what you're asking? Do you do you well, need um, do, you, do you need an artifact in order to do an execution? Is that what you're asking? No, it was more of like I, I think it was. I know you can, or at least I'm pretty sure you can do the finish without the artifact. Excuse me. Oh my god! You can Wait. add it on Sorry. the fact that give it certain like perks per se. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, what was it again? Uh, Brian was mad at me. Sorry, what? I said I don't think you need the artifact to do the finisher, but I think there are certain like mods, kind of like how we have weapon mods right now. Yeah. That you put in the artifact, and not all of them are related to finishers if I was like interpreting it correctly, but there are some that are specific to raids or finishers or things that, you know, the, that can assist you. No, you the one they described in there was that again, you use like half your super energy, but you drop a heavy brick for everyone. No. Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. You are, you are hundred percent correct on that. That's what was being quoted. Um, and, and I think there's a lot more to it than that. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sure there's more, uh, to add to that, you know, there's more uh, artifact mods you can apply. Uh, and also, ooh, sorry, really quick. Interrupt. I guess, and how powerful they are. Because is it just like a regular melee type strength where you have to wait until they're real weak? Or, hey, since I'm using half a super, is this thing going to be able to, like, crush, you know, most enemies? That's, that's a good question. Um, no, personally, I think it's, it's only when they're weak. Because every the, the mechanic... I kept seeing the pattern was they would damage them and then they would look like they're stunned for a little bit or you would see like a flash, uh, a light that will blink on them indicating that they're available to be finished. And that's how it works. I don't think you can just straight up, you can't just So you have start to up do with the combat in the background yelling, finish him. I mean, I, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little dramatic. I, I mean, whatever. Uh <laughs> I uh so obviously just to clarification for clarification purposes, I mean you can finish any kind of enemy except bosses. Obviously, you can't finish bosses. Um, just thought I point that out there. Another cool thing is um there is no cooldown as well. You could do it as many times as you want, but the caveat to that is you are not you are not uh, invulnerable. Okay, so if you're going out there, it's, it's, there's a risk reward out there. So if you want to continue to, you know uh keep finishing people off that sounds so disgusting how i said if you want to continue to uh uh execute people um you can do that as many times as you want but it's just at a cost of you know your health well okay at, at risking getting damaged while you do it because uh it just reminds me of gears of war when you do it when you perform an execution in gears of war you are you if you're getting shot at or damaged you will go down mid-execution and that could be very annoying because their executions are so cool. Um, one thing I happened to uh, see, though, uh, there was, I saw it was just highlighted a new exotic. Oh, excuse me. Called Assassin's Cowl. And that's a, it's a hunter helmet. And the perk is called Vanishing Execution. Basically, defeating a guardian with a melee attack or a, uh, or a combatant with a finisher grants invisibility and restores a portion of your health and shield. Um, I'm kind of curious. Can you actually, I'm curious if you could do uh finishers and pvp i'm kind of curious you probably can 
Um, I was wondering how that was going to work. I wasn't sure. I mean, you think about it. I've been looking up some articles, and it's telling you, like, how you can adjust it and how you can change, like, what it does and different perks to the finishing moves. But I don't well, really see PvP addressed that much. Well, I, I think you can. Before, before I thought it was only a PvE thing. Now I'm convinced that it's a, it's a it's PvP and PvE thing. Because uh, if, the, if all the mechanic is, in, in order for the – if all the mechanic is uh, – I mean, okay, in order – I was, was going to say, if all you need to do is just get them low enough and they'll start to blink, like they'll start to flash and you're in their vicinity to execute and then you'll just do it, then I, I think that's – I think it's probably doable. But um, obviously it'll be a lot harder in PvP. But, uh, I mean, that's – I think that's one thing people are definitely wondering, Right. Can you do this in PvP? Because that'll be cool. It'll be amazing clips you can pull. Up. Oh, that'd be so cool. Oh yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, man, just to knock someone out in the suit—that's pretty awesome. I hope. Hopefully, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I, I, I completely disagree with Adam over there. I don't think it'll be boring at all. Um, I do the same old stuff in you know Destiny right now, and I still have a lot of fun with some of the same old mechanics. Um, but executing someone—that will never get old to me. I think that's just awesome. They oh, yeah. each their own. All I know is that in Halo, it got real tiring because again, well, and again, it was also different because of it didn't all. It was only aesthetics in Halo. You're like, yeah, it looked really cool, but you gained nothing from it, right? And it it didn't like it wasn't any more powerful, or no perks. So yeah, it was. I could punch him in the well, back. You do get to put him, perks on I this. That's the take... thing on finishing moves. You do get to put perks. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So it could be different here. Like that, I guess that's my the main difference. So we'll have to see how uh, how it actually plays out. Oh, but I'm skeptical. Of course, you know that's that's it's fine. It's right in line with your temperament. So, all right. So we do have um, uh, raid gear, new strikes, and limited power. I found an article on GamesRadar.com, and they're saying here are ten big Destiny Two Shadowkeep facts straight from Bungie. Um, so we're just going to get right to the 10 facts and we can just talk about it in between. If you like, that's completely fine. Uh, it says, uh, number one, will any of the mods on seasonal artifacts be added to the general mod pool? And Womack, I guess one of the developers, he said, there's no current plans to do any of that. We're trying to get season of the undying out of, out of, I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. Woo. Oh, I keep burping. We're, we're really trying to get Season of the Undying out with a lot of these changes like seasonal artifacts and just see how the players react to it. We're trying to see what the players do and they think of something or if they like something or if they like something will, will help inform decisions we're doing later in Destiny if it's not off the table but no current plans. Cool. And it says what this means for Shadowkeep is from what we've, from what we've seen. The Eye of the Gatelord artifact in Season of the Undying features several unique mods, including some weapon-exclusive ones, as well as energy-slash-neutral uh, and or discounted mods, like cheaper versions of enhanced loader mods. These discounted mods may allow for more ambitious builds in the Season of the Undying, but obviously we don't have duplicate mods under Armor 2.0, so don't expect those to become available in Season 9 and beyond. However, it will be interesting to see some of the finisher and weapon-specific mods added to the general pool at the end of each season as a way to preserve certain play styles. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited. I really am uh, excited about the mods. I'm excited. The thing is, uh, I'm excited. I'm, I guess I'm cautiously optimistic when it comes to the mods because, um, you know, sometimes the mods can be either way too specific or too, or too situational, I mean. And, and, and become and, and just not as practical or they're just um, they're not as effective. And, you know, the results or the uh, the results are just negligible. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. 
but yeah, uh, that's that's my worry. I'm 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 very cautiously optimistic about it, but uh, at the same time, hopefully these 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 mods uh, on the artifact actually create a good enough impact, en- enough to the point where we don't it doesn't break the game. You know what I mean? Because we're going to talk about that later in terms of like uh, the the Luna the Luna's uh, the Luna faction boots and the rally barricade and you know some of the things in Destiny. You know some of the perks and mods or perks and uh, you know that we have and on some of the weapons and abilities that just kind of completely break the game and they just kind of trivialize you know the content. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like, you guys have any comments on you know artifacts or anything? If not, we could just move right on. Move on. Nah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be more of the same that we've seen. Cool. Awesome. Okay. All right. So number two, some players are worried about grinding for mod drops because special lot, special mods like Hive ar- Armaments, uh, uh, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, are currently very rare. How difficult will it, will it be to get enhanced mods and the like? Uh, Womack said there are mods you can only get through certain grinds and certain pursuits, but most mods are acquired very simply. First, there's a huge drop of mods that everyone can get, and mods are, are, are no longer consumable. They're collectible. That's good. That's, that's really good because I'm thinking like – because we talked about that. Anyway, sorry. I'm going to continue. Once you earn a mod, you can use it as many times as you want. The other mods that are going to be right in front of your attention are the ones that come out of seasonal artifacts. You, you get those simply by leveling up the seasonal artifact, getting XP, killing monsters, doing bounties, doing missions and activities, crucible matches, etc., all that will gain you XP that will level that artifact and let you choose to unlock the new mod. That's awesome. So what this means for Shadowkeep is this. Players will start Shadowkeep with a supply of 11 neutral mods, and they'll be able to acquire more mods by turning in materials and spending mod components at the gunsmith. This should give everyone a decent suit or suite or suit. Okay, I remember saying it wrong. Of mods to mess around with. Probably but sweet. What? Who? Probably sweet. Sweet suite of mods. Yeah, that just, that's just not how I talk. A decent suite of mods to mess around with. But to get the high-end stuff, they need to clear pinnacle activities. There's no telling how rare those pinnacle mods will be, so hopefully the seasonal mods that come from Artifact will tide players over until they get the drops that they want. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. So that makes, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, um, that's, I think that's a big deal, though, because now there's a lot of mods we have. You kind of have to pick and choose what mods you want to apply to a gun. Otherwise, it's kind of a waste, right? That's why we have so many. That's why we kind of stack them and kind of just wait and see. Well, what- and it also makes it so you can try something out. And if you don't like it, it doesn't cost anything. Like, you know, it's like, oh, man, now I wasted this mod on this gun. And, it, you know. Mm. So right, you, right. Like, hey, I want to try counterbalance. Yeah, you know what? Counterbalance doesn't really seem like it does a whole lot on this weapon. Let me try, you know, whatever. Right, I, I I agree with you 100%. Yeah, seriously, man, because I don't want to have to use my gun as a as a as a test dummy. I'm talking about. I don't want to use my gun. I don't want to have to test to see if this perk is because you you risk deleting the gun or just deleting the mod that you could use for something else that could be that could be more effective for if that makes sense. All right, so number three. Uh, are you doing anything with new raid gear to help distinguish it from normal gear? All right, before we even continue on this, okay? So there was a big, <laughs> there was a big uh, issue going on. The people said that the raid gear that's coming up in Shadowkeep looks exactly like the Test Eververse gear. It's just revamped. I mean, personally, I put my hands up on this one. 
I personally don't care, but at the same time, I know that it's not going to be an exact replica. I know that there's probably going to be mods to make it look different regardless. And, I mean, I already said my piece on it. I think raid gear should – anything in the raid, like when it comes to end game content, should be get private until you experience it for yourself. I'm still going to stand by that. I get it. You know, people have to advertise, you know, the content. And there's times where we see weapons and gear in the raid – I'm gear – in trailers that we may not even know that are from the raid or that you get it from. Right. But I don't know. It just kind of just ruins the whole surprise element of things. Like I, I, let me just keep one set of armor, just secret or an armor set or a weapon set. Like just don't show us that, but you can show other stuff to get us juiced up. That's fine. Maybe I don't know how advertisement works and whatever. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I, I didn't get on number three yet, but what do you guys think about, you know, Bungie advertising, you know, their content in such a way where it's almost a little too spoiling. Or do you guys care about the the surprise element of things? Like just, you know, knowing what the raid armor looks like too early, even if you don't even know if that's the raid armor or not, or weapons, you know what I'm saying? Brian, what do you think? I don't mind at all. I mean, whatever. We're going to see it. They'll show us. Get out. And I just mind my business until it drops. Get out, man. I'm the same way about, like, watching previews for movies. Get out the the podcast. No, I'm kidding. No, okay. <laughs> no, I guess you're right. It's funny because I'm actually very lenient when it comes to the like movies. I guess I don't know. Just I don't know. I guess at, at the end of the day, I mean, if you if it looks cool, it looks cool, right? Right? Because that that feeling of like surprise will what eventually go away, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, Adam, what are your thoughts? Do you even give a crap to give an answer, or do you want me to continue? Uh, I mean, I don't really care either way. The I don't know if I agree that it's completely reskinned, although it kind of is. It actually almost looks a little bit like Vault of Glass gear. It looks yeah. it looks close. Well, no, it's, it's very it, close, it looks but whatever. Close to the Eververse. Honestly, I think several of the armor, at least for the Warlock, look amazing, although the hive stuff for the moon, it looks like they're wearing a Halloween mask. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does, too. I'm looking like, at it right now. Piece of string like tying this thing on the back. I'm like what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, some of these, yeah, some of these I decisions. I think they could have gotten a little better with some of them. Like, but some of the armor is cool. I don't know. Again, like I think maybe they could have advertised like one set, but I think it's a little much to put every single set on there. Yeah, whatever. All right, so number three. Are you doing anything with the new raid gear to help distinguish it from normal gear? That's a good question. Womack said, some of these sets in Shadowkeep, the raid gear being one of them, will have an extra mod slot specifically for mods for special activities. Just like on the Leviathan raids, you had special mods that dropped there. We're going to have new ones that drop in the new raid, the Garden of Salvation. That will be usable just in that raid. What this means for Shadowkeep is this. The Season of Opulence did a good job making endgame armor uniquely powerful without making it straight up overpowered. Armor from the Crown of Sorrow raid and the Menagerie could use additional and exclusive mods. I'm surprised they didn't even include that. And like when it comes to endgame content, I think that should be a given. Anytime they do endgame content, you give it exclusive gear, give it something extra for said activity. So, you know, so I guess, so I guess you, it can. Well, but maybe. it sounds like I don't know because I don't really pay that much attention to that stuff. They didn't. They gave it an extra mod slot that you gave you the option to socket a raid specific mod. Correct. Correct. So, eh. I like the way they did it in D one better, but that's Me, my opinion. 
Me too. I mean, how about just do both? Add it on. Like, have something that's already built in that armor set, and then you can add something else, right? Like, something like, okay, have, like, have, the, uh, have the perk that's already instilled in the armor set be very situational, and then have the mod be something you can add on to give you, like, a little bit of boost, but nothing too powerful. You understand what I mean? I don't know, that's mm-hmm. how I'm thinking. Because, like, for example, back in D1, when it came to the Crota raid, uh, some of the weapons are armor. Right, okay, I got something perfect. There was an armor piece which will uh, actually give you increased reload speed when the Oversoul was active. And I guess for the people that don't know what I'm talking about, this was in Destiny 1, the uh, 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 – what's the, what's, the, what's the D1 raid called? Uh, the, the Dark Below. That's the okay, – well, I don't know. Something – I don't know. The Crota raid. Crota's End. That's what it's called. Crota's End. Uh, the, raid, the raid is called Crota's End, and when you actually fight Crota, which is Oryx's son, um, there's a mechanic, there's a white mechanic where he spawns a giant green sun or a ball of fire in the air, and you have to shoot it to subside it from killing everybody. Well, there was a perk where if that oversoul was active, you have increased reload speed. So you can, guess what, take it down. You have a higher chance of taking it down. So I thought that was very cool. Um, and I figured they could do that and just give us a mod slot as an option, if you really want to, to give us that edge in certain areas. You know what I mean? So let the let the intrinsic perk already in the armor be very situational and specific, and then let the mod be something to give us a little bit of a boost, you know, I guess to make things a little bit more exciting, but not too overpowered. Anyway, I put some thought into that. All right, so number four, how many new strikes are there? Okay, well, Max said there were two new strikes coming in Shadowkeep. One is on the moon, and the other one is on Io. Um, so what this means for Shadowkeep is quite is this, really. Quite simply, it just means we're finally getting new strikes. No duh. The Io strike is a mystery, but we do know the moon strike is called Scarlet Keep. <clears throat> Presumably because it's set inside the big old Red High Fortress. I didn't even know that. Xbox One and PC players will also receive an extra strike once the current crop of PC4, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, PC, while PS4 exclusive content comes out. So for them, it will feel like they're getting three new strikes this season. Right. So that's cool. Oh, I was like, I thought they were new, doing no more PS4 exclusive content. No, they're not. Yeah, they're just, we're just waiting for it to drop for us. That's all. Uh, so I already know the PlayStation one's going to be. That's, that's the one where we actually meet the, uh, the high witch brood. You know what I mean? Uh, we, we, we saw her during the uh solstice when we were in the eaz it was an option like you know has like shadow whatever yeah she was split herself in two yeah as a as a a dark self and then as the one that's in our reality yeah so you see her in there she's a boss in there i I like actually i I was trying to read up on her i think that's really cool the hive are like the most interesting uh enemies enemy faction in destiny so far okay cool all right, number five. What are nightmare hunts? Are they the dungeons of Shadowkeep or more like Forsaken Baron hunts? Um, Womack said nightmare hunts are a new activity type. You'll be engaging with the moon through Shadowkeep, but we're not talking about them really in depth yet. So kind of a mystery. So what this means for Shadowkeep, nightmare hunts were briefly shown on the moon map during Bungie's slot at the Xbox GameCon show. And we wanted to ask about them mainly to confirm whether they're filling the role of Shadowkeep's dungeon. That is... Are nightmare hunts collectively acting as shattered throne of Shadowkeep? It sounds like they're they're uh, sounds like they're uh, they're they wait they're they are their own thing, and that would put the expansion's total activity count at two strikes, multiple nightmare hunts, one dungeon, and one raid. Oh, and two new crucible maps and a new playlist. Cool beans. All right, so number six. 
What activities will support the new Adept Hero and Legend difficulty modes? Womack said, those difficulty levels you saw are part of the evolution of the Nightfall system. We're adding new difficulty tiers to challenge players. That's one small taste of what some of those extra levels will be and the activities they'll apply in Shadowkeep. There's a lot of extra details we're not going to right now, but it's something everybody will get access to. Cool. So what this means for Shadowkeep is these difficulty settings are originally shown on the Nightmare Hunt select screen, and now we know they'll be available for Nightfall Strikes and potentially other activities as well. Depending upon how these modifiers affect loot and how widely they are available, they could revitalize order content while simultaneously giving Nightfall falls the teeth they've been lacking and number seven luke smith penned the big director's cut post but it feels like they must have touched a lot of hands was it scary putting that information out there especially at a time when some of the parts of the gaming community will seize on any negatives and hold them over the devs heads all right so will max said I wasn't part of Luke writing. Uh, i wasn't part of luke writing that that's definitely his thing but i can tell you what i think it was totally from the heart and I know that developer said, I, I can't pronounce his last name. I think it's Daig or Doog or whatever. Uh, one of the things that we're reinforcing this year is that we have always had a strong relationship with the player at Bungie. I can say this as somebody that came from Halo community to go work for the company. We want the people to, uh, we want people who play our games to understand who we are, why the game is important to us and what we think about it. Obviously Luke has very important duties as the person leading the creative vision of the franchise, but from time to time, when he can step away from that and step away from that and pen twelve thousand words to really invite the players into our thought process, that's valuable. There are going to be certain things that we'll tell players about how we think about this world that they inhabit, a world that feels as real to them as anywhere else in their imagination. <laughs> I think transparency is what our core fans crave. They want to know why we make decisions that we make. They want to know what motivates us to change the world that they're living in and an important portion of their lives in. So while we might be developing, so even so while we might be delving into topics of conversation that might become controversial or potentially negative, overall, what we sense is that people appreciated the fact that we're being honest about how we feel about the game we make. And I, I think that's great. I completely can resonate with that 100%. I, I like that. Uh, and it says what this means for Shadowkeep is this. Uh, this is uh, this one's pretty clear cut. Bungie is getting more comfortable sharing information with players. Blah 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 blah. Okay, cool. All right, number eight. Luke mentioned that going forward, there can be only one Gambit. Are you going to literally remove either Gambit or Gambit Prime so you can focus on the other? Womack said Gambit and Gambit Prime, which are both available to new light players, are not going anywhere anytime soon. That's speaking to the concept that at some point, destiny is a finite thing. It's an evolving world we're going to have to refine and never stop refining. At some point, just like the Crucible, we're changing the playlist. We'll have to change up how Gambit and Gambit Prime work. Don't expect that to happen around when Shadowkeep launches, though. Um, another, another, another developer chimed in and said both of those activities will be available throughout Destiny 2 Year 3. So cool. Uh, number nine is Roll of Radiance getting nerfed to the ground. <laughs> well, let me get, take a drink for that. Hold on. Mm. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we are. But we're going to get into more detail with that, too. Womack says, well, considering, you know, I mean, nerfed in a way that it's not going to have its 
OP. Yeah, it's nerf, but it's, I think it's a good nerf, and we'll go more into detail about how we think about that, like, you know, really. Uh, Womack said, well, considering there's like a whole three or four paragraphs talking about it in director's cut, I think it's going to be balanced a little better so it doesn't create a situation like Reckoning had at launch. But again, this is us looking at what players do and finding out finding the right way to make sure that customization actually matters. If the choice is if the choice is only to run well of radiant strategies and you have to focus your build around that, that's not a good player choice. That's not a choice at all. It's a mandate. You have to use this. If something is at the level where it feels like they're going to have to nerf it, then maybe that is what we have to do. That doesn't mean it's the only thing we're doing. We want to make sure everything feels appealing and like a choice that actually matters. Well, okay. And it says, what does this mean? answer. I mean, it's not a cop-out answer. I don't, I don't think it's a cop-out answer. I think they kind of... Um, I mean, I don't think they really ran around it. I mean, they didn't go into direct detail. I mean, we, we've been, been they complaining about this kind of thing since D1, where people wouldn't even let you into the raid without Galahorn. Exactly, right. That's what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, so it's not a cop-out answer. I mean, they just didn't go to specifics of how they're going to nerf it, but they do understand that this this mechanic is just kind of circumventing, you know, players' choices. And, you know, like, if, if, it ha- if you have to use said... Uh, said uh, armor or said weapon like if it's a mandate then it's not really a choice is it you know what i'm saying so i mean here's the the fun part though they say that and so they're gonna say oh so now you get a choice except now the choice is going to be probably never use that and so therefore they still made the choice for us they just chose that we will never use that you know that's actually a good it's still not a choice it's just the opposite though they made it to the point where it is a non sequitur. Like, I'm not even going to choose this because it's no longer useful. Kind of like with some of these no, that's... Um, exotics. It's you know, like I'm... other armor okay. and stuff. Like, they made it where they nerfed it to say, oh, so you can choose other things. It's like, well, or the opposite where you just made it so we will never choose that. You know, I like the way I like where, I like your where your head's at, man. I really do. I think that's really cool. I think you naturally play devil's advocate, you know, really well. Um, but at the same time, I think that's kind of the opposite because we kind of know what's coming forward. I mean, so I'm just going to spill the beans here. Um, so uh, the, the, uh, uh, the uh, what do you call it? The, um, the Rel of Radiance, not really Well of Radiance, but the, uh, the, what do you call those boots? Luna, Luna Faction boots. Luna Faction, yeah. Luna, the Luna Faction boots and the Riley Barricade, the, oh, whoo, excuse me. Oh, my gosh. The short little shield. <laughs> um, we know that it, um, it, it uh, keeps your ammo like it, it's a, it's a reload perk where you don't you don't have to reload. So if you stand behind the Riley barricade, you can just shoot forever until it runs out. If you, or if you're in the well of or if you're any if you're in any kind of well, well of radiance or just a normal ability well, if someone has the Luna faction boots, you can just shoot without having to reload. The new changeup is going to be it'll just increase the reload speed, kind of like having outlaw, right? And I think that's I think that's a very good choice. Initially, I was like, ah. but I get what you're saying, Adam. You're saying if they get rid of they get rid of you know the OP thing or OP perk, and they make it so bad to the point where people would choose something else. I think that's something we can't control anyway. I think they made a good choice, of, 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 and I think they found. I think, in my opinion, so far from what I've seen and what I've heard, this is a very good middle ground because if they if the, they, there's, it, it totally negates like having Luna faction boots and 
having the Riley barricade, it totally just defeats the purpose of having having those reload mechanics and reload perks. It just is completely pointless. And number two, um, it kind of makes those other exotics useless. The ones that actually deal with reload, you know, like stuff for the Titan and stuff for the whatever. But they're they're not OP, but they definitely help make you know make things uh, easier or give things a, a quick transition. You want to know what's funny? That in, in doing what? that though, you. But yet, adding weapons of light to a bubble, guess what they're doing? A bubble is going to be everyone's go to in raids. Like, they're doing the same thing. Like, it's the. I don't know. I find it really. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, saying there. I see like, what you're saying. They yeah, add certain things and subtract certain things. You know what? Let them use it. And the funny thing is, I don't even use well that much. I've found that I like, like a lot of other um, perks. And the only time well is really imp- you know, useful is for bosses that have a very stationary damage phase. Guess what a better fix would be? Get better at making raid mechanics where it's not a stationary fight. Well, you remember that one? What is the one with the uh, Cabal guy who you had to kind of chase him through the Vex simulation? That, that kind of uh, does that. Like the Spire? It's like kind of a mix of a jumping puzzle and um, you're following this Cabal guy and uh, there's all these... Like, you end up in this place that has, like, two energy streams and all this cabal people are coming at you. And the boss mechanic is that he keeps, like, moving on and moving on to the next place. And I think that's, oh, you're you know, that's kind of a big deal. Um, uh, in the, the Curse of Osiris yeah, strike. Like, in the... Yeah. What the hell was it? It was, a, it was an adventure. It was one of the... Yeah, yeah. You know, adventures. but that, that boss mechanic was perfect because it forced you to keep moving. You know, that's what I'm saying. You could just stand in one spot. And and again, the fact that they are removing that, but yet they're then going to give weapons of light to the bubble again means that a bubble is going to be the next well people or they're going to be using both. They're going to be using a well and a weapons of light. No, no, I, I was going to I was thinking the same thing. No, I mean, like, I get what it you're saying. Stack, I'll, I'll, it, I, but it still gives you health. No, I'll, I'll say this. No, I'll say this. I mean, I guess the lesser of two evils is the bubble, like the weapons of light. Because, I mean, at least with that, I mean, you do way more DPS in a well with Lunar Faction boots, even if you have a weapons of light bubble. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, like I said, I agree with you um, uh, to a certain extent about how they take away one thing. What I'm saying is they are – the decisions they're making, they're trying to be like, well, we want you to be able to choose anything, you know, not have a single loadout – but by putting weapons of light on that bubble again, it means that every freaking Titan is going to be a bubble Titan. Well, you know, might you might have one hammer Titan for, you know, the uh, like a melting point or whatever. But, I got a question. I, I, no, no, I, I, get, I totally get that. No, I, I get you on that. I got another question for you, though. How do you um, how, how can you control that, though? I mean, I guess we might want to point is, no, no, I, People I, are I always going to find a certain lot. And, and the funny thing is, like, right. Let the players figure it out. I, that's what I don't like. They are making decisions because that's not what they want. And then players find another thing that they that works for them, and they're like, oh, we didn't intend that, so we're going to change that too. Like, oh, this isn't our intention. We're going to change it. It's like, well, like, just let the players do what they want. Like, every time they force something, they, like, they force metas. They force loadouts. Yeah, they're they're not they're they're, uh, they're open about sharing that. But, yeah, but that's my that. issue. Like, let the players figure out what they like using based on everything. Don't you know? Say, hmm, 
I don't want people using this super this way or this piece of armor. So we're going to make it trash and make this other one really, really, really good. And so, and wonder now when all of a sudden everyone uses that and then they're like, well, that wasn't our intention. It's like, well, you're morons. I got a question. So, so when, um, uh, let's say, let's say the players do figure it out, figure out the meta for themselves. Like they figure out what works for them and it works out. We happen to have, we happen to have a meta that's really OP and annoying. Should they fix it? Or should, or should they, or should they, or should they or should if the- it is broken, like the fact that they did, and I have no idea how, but when they found out the shotguns were firing at like a 200% fire rate, like something like that. Yeah. They need to fix because, <laughs> that was actually an error. How it took them that long to figure out the error, oh, it was beyond me. Right. No. But it's just, hey, people question. like a certain gun. Again, unless it's broke. So, there are, again, there are certain things that are broken. Um, but if it's not like a broken gun, I mean, again, people are always going to gravitate towards certain things. Right. That's what I'm saying. I guess my point, that's my point. You can't really change that. But I know your point as well. Like you don't want Bungie to control, I guess the the the, the, the flow of things. Like it, and I guess the reason I would say it's not broken is because I rarely see wells. Like yeah, there are certain activities that I use a well, but even in strikes and in raids, a lot of times I'll use a chaos reach or I'll use a a storm caller or even Dawnblade. Like you know, I don't use a Nova bomb much because they freaking took away the skull of Dire Armkara that made it useless. You know, and then they. You know, they, they made Nova Warp useless, so they, like, destroy. now I know they're buffing a little bit of the, the I don't know, bottom tree Nova Bomb with the Vortex a little bit. Do you think, uh, yeah. do you think, uh, do, do you think um, uh, Chaos Reach is going to be nerfed next? I don't think so, because I don't think, it, well, I mean, again, personally, I don't think. Chaos Reach is pretty fine where it is. Yeah, it's like, I don't think it's overpowered. It, like, does one thing. Um... And it almost seems like they did nerf it slightly from when it first came out with Luna, or like once once they buffed it to where it was supposed to be, and that was another error. So that was another example of they figured out that because of the frame rate, it wasn't actually doing the proper output on console instead of like PC because there was an error. So yeah, fix that because that was an error. Um, but I think Chaos Reach is not overpowered. I mean, I could be wrong, but it's... Uh, you know, it's because it's, it's not a roaming one either. So even though it has a pretty steady stream of damage, you know, you have to be pretty um, kind of strategic on where you pop it because you can't roam around. Like you can't pop it behind a corner and go. Like you're very vulnerable when you're shooting that thing. You're just floating in the air. Yeah. My question. So, so another quick question uh, for you, Adam. Um, so when it comes to the meta, right? Because you don't want people, you don't want you don't want Bungie, you don't want the developers, you know, controlling the the flow of things, the meta. Um, uh, so if um, if we let the players, you know, decide what the meta is and they figure out what's good, I mean, will you ever get sick of that at some point? I mean, what 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 then are you going to put up with that same old? Because people are like I said, you can't really control what people want to use, and I agree with you. Um, people are going to use and gravitate to what's, you know, the, the, what gives you the least amount of resistance, the best this, the best that. They're going to use the best kind of weapon possible. I mean, because, I, I mean, eventually stuff gets old. So how do we go about that? I mean, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate here, so per se, I but I'm saying, like, really, what do we sandbox tuning, but minor tuning, not like, like, they're not good at minor 
tunes. They wait so long that people are so fed up with it that they just freaking nerf something to the point where it's non-usable. Like if they, if they figure stuff out and do things more frequently, they can do minor tunes here and there and slightly adjust things. And a lot of times the only thing that really needs to be tuned is ranges. Like the time to kill, I think is pretty good for most weapons. Not like some of them are, you know, kind of, you know, have have some issues and we've talked about that before, but it's, you know, yeah. the, the ranges is the main thing. Like, yeah, shotgun should be able to one shot you from up close, but it maybe it shouldn't be able to shot again. You know, even, you know what? I'll admit as much as I love my Aaron till it should probably be nerfed, but not nerfed in damage, nerfed in range. Like it should still be right. Yeah. Like a higher range drop off. Like it should still be able to kill you from a, a kind of a short to medium range. And I would say it should have a further range than a shotgun. But I also agree that it's probably a little bit too far right now, depending on your role. Um, and that's from me loving like fusion rifles. The only reason I'm okay with it right now is because I am so sick and tired of the four of people sniping me with shotguns and the Luna's howl that I'm like, finally something that I know how to be able to snipe people with. But now everyone cries and tells me to use a primary. It's like, okay, you had, you had no problem when the, your the favorite weapons you liked <laughs> were the meta. And now that it's something else, now people are crying. So I don't know. It's, I think it's just funny that a weapon that supposedly takes no skill, even though the charge, you have to like be good at charging it, um, it, people cry about. But when you can shotgun ape and snipe people with like a shotgun, people are like, well, man, just, just you know, get good. You know, you just join the club. You can't, you know, beat them. Just join them. It's like, all right, do the same thing with fusions. Can't beat me, join me. All right. All right, cool. So uh, number 10, the last one of this article is that what's the power cap in Shadow Keep and how many power levels will artifacts give? It says Womack says this is actually pretty fun and it still blows my mind a little bit. Artifacts have no limit on how much power can give you. As as you get more levels, they'll cost more XP. So players are going to go through a similar climb that they did with Forsaken. They're going to hit a soft cap at 900 and then they're going to get they're going to get gear through pinnacle activities until they hit the hard cap of 960. After that, through the artifact contributions of power, they can get even higher levels. Players will show us how far they can get. And at the end of the season of the, of the Undying, seasonal artifact, the Eye of the Gate Lord will go away. Then you'll have another artifact next season that you'll be working on. So you'll effectively be starting all over again. But you'll still have all of your gear at 960. So uh, what this means for Shadowkeep is this. It's nicely... It's nice to finally have concrete numbers for Shadowkeep Power Climb. We've got a soft cap at 900, which is when you start receiving Prime Engrams again, and another cap at 950. You can reach 960 by acquiring a pinnacle gear that drops in endgame activities like raids and dungeons, and you can go beyond that by leveling up your artifact, which has no power limit. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, and a, an obscure Grimoire entry about Shadow Throne suggests that max power level is 999, but it sounds like reaching even that cap will take some serious leveling. Players with full 960 armor could do it with a level 39 artifact, while players kited out in 950 gear would need to level need would need a level 49 artifact that hits a theoretical cap. That's a huge chunk of power for an extra pre, for an extra piece. 
And I have no doubt hardcore grinders will rack up dozens of levels on their artifact. Yeah, so speaking of the, you know, the obscure grimoire entry about the Shattered Throne, you know, the level 999. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's going to be a, a, a obscure exotic quest uh, coming ahead, probably talking about Pocket Infinity, maybe. That's what I heard, but it's just a theory. I don't think it's based off anything but, you know, a theory, or early rumors, at least. Okay. All right, so we did, we did get a ton there. Um, we're not going to go through every single thing, because, man, it's getting late. And I'm getting tired. Um, we could probably break up some of this stuff for the next week. Um, so how about I'm just going to dive into number three from what just well, actually I didn't send this to you guys. I, this is for me. So, uh, oh, OK. Actually, I will, I'll go over three and four. Uh, so uh, we're, we're going to talk about real quick Destiny t- uh, update 2.5.2.2 and then the September Community Mars Challenge. OK. And then I'm just going to stop there. And the next week, we, we could talk about Crucible or whatever, okay? Because it's, it's like a ton for Crucible, and I don't feel like doing that tonight because we're already, we're already past an hour, by the way. Okay. All right, so uh, for, for the Destiny update 2.5.2.2, I'm echoing. Can anyone hear that? I cannot hear an echo, no. I can hear an echo, yeah. Whoa, now I can. Yeah. Yeah. I only hear it from Brian, though. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on. I'm just going to ignore it. Okay. Okay. Okay, so inventory. inventory, Planetary investment materials. materials. I wonder if this this is going to echo, like, in the recording, though. That's what I'm I'm worried about. I don't really care about how I feel at the moment. Okay. Okay, it's not echoing anymore. Did you mute yourself, Brian? No. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. It just stopped echoing. That was really weird. Am I echoing okay, right cool. now? No, no, you're you're good. I'm you're echoing good. to myself. You're echoing to me too. You, like I can hear myself. I don't hear you. Weird. Yeah, like I hear you talking, but I don't hear the echo version of yourself. Uh, that's really weird. It was just echoing for me, like myself. That's really weird. Well, look, I'll just hurry up and go through this real quick. Um, so for the new update coming up, two point five point two point two, inventory. This is for the inventory. So planetary and gunsmith materials, Vanguard, Crucible, and Iron Banner tokens. The stack size has been increased from 999 or 999 to 9,999. So, I mean, we could just round up. So instead of holding on or stacking to 1,000, yeah, you could (laughs) – you can you can you can hold a thousand. You can instead of stacking to a thousand, you'll be able to stack to ten thousand, which is really cool. Uh, Braytech schematics no longer are limited to uh, one. Uh, no longer limited to one per day per account, and have a twenty five percent chance of dropping from Rasputin data cash. The four weapons offered by Anna Bray and also tied by the Wayfarer Seal now have a great chance of granting a weapon that you don't have. So. This is talking about if you need to get the Wayfarer seal, you also need to get the weapons from Escalation Protocol, such as the shotguns, the machine gun, and the sniper. Okay. Uh, side note: uh, the description of the item, which which, which, which you're talking about, the Braytech schematics, uh, will be incorrect and still mention that it's one day per account. This will be addressed in a future hotfix. Okay, and uh, I actually didn't get all this in here, but the Pinnacle Weapon Quest of like the Windigo. Grenade launcher in the mountaintop. They're just easier to obtain now. They actually tone down a lot of the stuff. Uh, a, lot, a lot of the, um, the, like the objectives, what you need to do, how many medals you need to get. 
they toned everything down. They made it a, a lot easier to get these pinnacle weapons. Let's put it that way, okay? Um, there was something else about Gambit Prime and Reckoning and Eververse, but I really don't care. Um, I just I forgot to oh, – I just didn't even care to write those down. Um, so for September, and this is the last thing we're going to talk about before we get off. Um, so the September Community Mars Challenge, okay? Um, and that started uh, September 3rd, and it ends September 10th. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, okay? And that's when you have to kill uh, 175,000 Wave 7 Escalation Protocol bosses. You have to defeat 300 million Hive on Mars. You have to kill Nocris in that strike 150,000 times. You have to kill Zol 100,000 times and use 300,000 override frequencies on Mars, okay? And um, so far, the community has been hitting the ground running. Actually, initially, when I read this challenge, I'm thinking this is like on an individual basis. And I'm like, how am I going to kill 300? Ha-? Like that seems at least more reasonable than killing Nocris 150,000 times. I'm like, well, screw that. Um, but so far, obviously this is a community thing. It's all, it's in the name, obviously. But um, so far we've been crushing it. We, we crushed two so far. So the community has knocked out the 175,000 wave seven escalation protocol boss defeats. That's at hundred percent. And also, um, the 300,000 override frequencies that's at 100%. Okay, um, and I mean, then that's that's from the last time I viewed the data uh, or this that was, um, you know, shown on Bungie on Bungie's uh, Bungie's on Bungie.net. So, uh, the community has been killing it, and uh, also the rewards, um, are gonna be an emblem and additional rewards for menagerie completions and additional rewards each Friday for the remainder of the season. So, and if you guys want to know how to participate in this, all you have to do really is just participate in a nightfall. Just do a nightfall and you participated in the challenge and you'll be, and if we actually do it and complete it, you'll actually get the emblem and of course the additional rewards for the menagerie completions and, you know, the reward for each Friday for the remainder of the season. So, um, like I said, the duration of this uh, September Community March challenge is uh, September 3rd to September 10th. Uh, uh, I believe 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So I believe that's next Tuesday. So, um, you know, you guys, if you guys want that emblem and get those extra rewards, if you guys are collectors, just do a Nightfall. And I think the Nocris and Zol Nightfall, they're available this week. So just do them. And that way, you know, you, you know, you participated. So hopefully, and I've, without a doubt, the community will knock this out. So do um, you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we get off the podcast? Yeah, I think that covered a lot of stuff. That covered a butt ton, and we could talk about the crucible stuff next week. I thought I could, you know, put it all in, but I'm getting tired. Uh, yeah, but okay, yeah, okay. Um, well, I mean, I thank you guys, you know, for tuning into the show. Uh, you know, I have to really thank you guys for tuning in and just coming about. You guys, like I said, don't have to do it, but you guys make time for it, so I appreciate it. Um, so if the, for the listeners' sake, if you guys enjoy this. Um, you enjoy our other podcast called the EBD Podcast, where we talk about everything but destiny. Uh, like I said, we record every week. Um, as of late, it's been off and on because of just not a lot of stuff to talk about. But normally, we record every week, and we have a ton of fun. And until and uh, I was going to say until next time, we'll see you in the tower, Guardian. But uh, yeah, no, um, I guess just for the listeners, like I said, uh, every single week in the EBD Podcast and also in the Orbs for Days Podcast, you know, we're just gonna I'm gonna just go over and just. Not not in depth as I did today, but I'm just gonna go over my why. Just to let you know, I remind you why I'm doing what I'm doing. So you 
so you can so you know why you're supporting me if you do so because like i said there's other people that are doing the same exact thing but better right um all right brian you want to give us your plugs uh yep halo freak 1711 um just catch me i've been on d1 a lot actually so i feel like to play d1 elimination come back with the snipes are crispy and the handguns hit their targets Oh, I'm so excited for that to return, though, man. It's coming out for survival. <laughs> yeah, the I'm layout. just hanging tight. Um, 3v3, I'll be a lot more active on D2. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because the competitive scene right now, I'm just like, whatever. You know, it's, yeah. I only have fun when I'm playing with people I know, but eh, whatever. Call it like Adam, you Adam, you want to you wanna plug your gamer tag? Actually, it's Navy Man. I forgot. Navy Man 914. Right, my fault. What's the difference? Yeah, okay. Uh <laughs> uh, but yeah so thank you guys for tuning in I do appreciate it though uh, it is getting late but until next time we will see you in the tower guardian you guys have a good night bye bye <laughs>